0: Chapter Seventy Six of The Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or The Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter Seventy Six Dr. Juno and Lucinda Armington, Making Love Dear precious Victor, although our nuptials were interrupted last night, and your dear life was in great danger, but, as the old saying is, a miss is as good as a mile, and I am so thankful to God that your great and noble heart was missed. If we had no trials and deprivations, we might not appreciate the gifts of Heaven as much as you and I do under the various perilous circumstances through which we have passed, don't you think so?' said Lucinda, with her heaven-blue eyes full of animated love and fire. "'My dear darling angel, in one sense you are right, but in another wrong,' replied Victor. "'For instance, if we were perfect, entirely perfect naturalists, and were surrounded by similar creatures, it would not enhance our joy to be persecuted, tortured, and libeled. But, as long as we are far from being perfect naturalists, and are neither surrounded by such, we have not the capacity of appreciating God's last and noblest piece of mechanism, without being stimulated by the undulations in life's great battle. Therefore precious Lucinda, we sinful creatures are benefited by great contrasts, but if we really were the purified temples of God, we would love Him with all our strength, and one another as ourselves which was the hallowed rule that the blessed, loving, and beloved naturalist, Jesus Christ, laid down for us. Love, immaculate love, unalloyed by self, should be the only law that real naturalists or Christians should learn to understand, possess, and obey. But as the means are not used to gain this end, we as a nation can never fully appreciate God's goodness toward the highest type of His mechanism. But dear Victor, do you not love me more than a perfect naturalist would love his neighbor as Jesus says?" asked she. Do you suppose, my most precious darling, that I could love you more than or even as much as Christ loved the world? Not that He loved the evil ways of sinners, but He loved sinners, because they were part and parcel of the Creator and, although he denounced the selfish, self-righteous, self-willed, and haughty viper, who had only a whit of God's vitality in him, Christ did not turn away from those who were born and bred under morbid circumstances, visiting thereby upon the human species weaknesses over which they had no control. By looking over all the teachings, acts, and life of Christ, you will behold what powerful love he possessed for the passive sinner, for the sinner who was penitent, who is willing to learn and live out God's fixed laws, and by love, as we claim to heed the many admonitions that God alone is just, we can appreciate His highest law the more, namely, love. Do you not think so? Indeed, indeed I do, and I love you so much more when I see that your noble mind is fairly wrapped up in the great science of human life, and in the Herculean effort of perpetuating it everlastingly. What a crown you will have laid up in heaven for yourself by this noble and godlike work in which you have been engaged all your life, through calm and storm, in spite of opposition, persecution, and martyrdom! Who that possessed any good sense could fail to love you, to almost revere and idolize you as I do?' ejaculated Lucinda, with a serenity of expression that almost excelled the archangels. I devoutly praise the Lord for your appreciation of my love, which you have so tenderly, earnestly, ardently, and innocently expressed. It vitalizes every fiber that has been wounded by that assassin, and it makes me almost love the hand that brought me to this sick-bed, where I have learned to love whatever partakes of God's vitality," said Victor. Oh, Victor, most glorious Victor! I cannot help realizing that... You possess a Christ-like heart," interposed she, for you would pardon this person, I believe, who has within a hair's breadth taken your precious life, if she would ask for forgiveness. She, said he, what do you mean by she? It is not possible that a woman fired that bullet at me. Yes, dearest love, it was a woman, responded she. God forgive the woman, sighed he. I am not so sure that he will forgive her unless she changes her course of conduct," responded Lucinda. "'Who was she? What is her name?' asked he. "'It was Miss Nancy Clover,' said she. "'Nancy Clover!' ejaculated he. "'Yes, that fiend,' said Lucinda. "'Well, well. These bloody conspirators are becoming desperate,' said he. But let us not discuss disagreeable things, but let me tell you of my love for you, my saint. Oh, do, exquisite Victor, interposed she. I love you with a love that passes not away with a man's passion, but a love that is registered in the book of life, a treasure in heaven, where my heart is also. Hence it can never fail, can never lose its ardor and when once legitimately centered upon the normal propensities, I hope will magnetize the physical organism to perfection, that will cause the elements of human life to flow with the extremest mental joys and physical pleasures in the consummation of the command to increase and multiply in the blessed image of God. Darling, you speak beautifully, but I cannot say that I comprehend you exactly modestly exclaimed she. Oh, never mind! You will understand all in due time, and be blessed, I think, with those blessed gifts of which Christ says, For of such is the kingdom of heaven," said Victor, when she laid her head on his breast and their souls bled with joy. These lovers were continually together until Dr. Juno was able to go about his business. They postponed their wedding day for a month and in the meantime were in good spirits. But Miss Armington was convinced in her own mind that war would break out before their wedding day would arrive, when a further postponement would be necessary. She did not look upon the dark side of the picture, neither did she desire to put gloomy feelings before the mind of her beloved Victor, who needed encouragement just then to assist his cure. But she saw war, cruel, terrible war, a civil war, which would subjugate the sovereign people of America and give this spirit of selfishness and antichrist sole control of church and state. End of chapter 76